0: E.G. Marshall. Won't you sit down and join the league of the most privileged globetrotters in the universe? Our scientists have given us machines to conquer the air, to plumb the ocean depths, to scale mountains, to span the world within a day. But all their brilliant machines for travel are outstripped by the simple armchair. Seated there, listening to the radio... Not only the whole universe is at your fingertips, but a free voyage through all the long corridors of time, winding to the past and stretching unending into the future. Come, join me in an armchair trip. This one into a time that is yet to come. So you've condemned me to death, Truck.
1: Of
2: machines. A breakdown in communication. I swear to you one thing. If I can save my neck, the first thing I'll do is have yours.
0: Our mystery drama, Between These Worlds, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Tony Roberts. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Is are other encounters and other worlds. How many of them are inhabited? We may never know in our lifetime, but we can speculate. Or listen to the spinners of tales speculate what they might be like. Come with me into the labyrinth of space, to the planet Kronach. And to the man who brings us this tale... A man named. Victor!
3: You called me, Comptroller? Yes. Advance.
2: Yes, Lord. Am I to be sentenced now? How long have you been in the Black Pit? Your Lordship should have a better idea than I. A blind man cannot read time, and rats don't wear chronometers. You are insolent. No. Just truthful. Are you determined to destroy yourself, Garth? I thought the die was long since cast. Obviously it hasn't. Since you're still alive. I thought that was only a technicality. Must you be incorrigible? As long as I am to die? Why not? But suppose you are not to. Not to die? Yes. Then I'd say I'm not such an old dog that perhaps I can't learn some new tricks. From a past master, of course. No. You make it almost impossible to help you. You want to help me? Why do you think I brought you here? I'm still trying to figure that out. If you really want to do something nice for me, ...you might arrange for me to sit down. I'll do better than that. Gods, remove his chains. When you have loosened him, leave us. Such treatment can mean only one of two things. I am to be set free... ...or eliminated. Mm, that is the choice. My freedom naturally will be conditional. Naturally? What are the conditions? That you return to the endeavor for which you have been trained and selected. The parameters of which you should never have overstepped. I didn't. Oh, come now. The indictment brought against you was incontrovertible. Experimenting with the building of an aircraft, powered in a new fashion, perhaps. But that my efforts in that direction constituted any threat to established power, no. Or that any treason was involved. You committed the unforgivable. What? No machine, engine, motor, or other device capable of producing energy shall be designed except to take advantage of our national nuclear stockpiles. But they are inefficient compared to my design. We have an overabundance of nuclear energy sources. Nothing is more overabundant than the sun and natural magnetic fields. My machine would cost little to run. Exactly. Which is why the High One and the Council would frown on their use. You mean there would be no chance for them to line their pockets? Why must you consider me your enemy? Because you are. And always have been since Milada chose me for her mate. The only way you could stop us from being joined was to get me out of the way. If that was my purpose, I appear to have failed. You're still here. And alive. In his wisdom, the High One has seen fit to commute your sentence and offer you life again. Why? Before your disgrace, you were captain of the Astral Fleet. You were charged with the task you had sworn a blood oath to maintain. The safety of our planet, Kronik. And I would have defended it to the death. My only wish was for better means to protect it. You are looking the wrong way, Garth. The danger to this planet is not from without, but from within. From starvation. Starvation? But our population is controlled. The soil of Kronik is tired, Garth. The planet is slowing down. Our weather is affected. We are facing catastrophic food shortages. I don't see where I fit into all this. Haven't you wondered at all the sweeps we've had you make in the past years through the galaxies? As to seek for any civilization patterned like ours that might be a possible enemy. Hmm. How many have we found? To my knowledge, only one. The planet Earth. This planet so like our own and so conveniently much larger. Conveniently? Yes. They could be the enemy, couldn't they? Earth? Two galaxies away lapped out of our orbits by a time fold they'll never trouble us are you so sure I have circled them three times now they have some rudimentary spacecraft mostly unmanned don't forget they're in a different time spectrum from us scarcely at the dawn of their civilization yes but they are like us oh yes of all that I have seen in my galactic travels the closest But again, I tell you, they pose no danger to us.
1: How can you be so sure?
2: You are to land there. Your mission is to mingle with the Earthlings, observe their planet and its resources, and report back to us. That's what my life is to be saved for. It's a waste of time. Again, I tell you, there is no chance they might try to invade us. We don't expect them to. What we are considering is invading them... ...in order to destroy them and take over their planet. I am Victor Garth... ...of the 770th Ring of the Tree of Garth... ...the last of my line. My father should have been the High One of Kronik... ...as his grandfather and all the other ancestors. But his brother, my Uncle Zyron, took the empire... ...and we Garths became little better than elite slaves... Only my union with Milada might have saved me, but the forces against me had seen that that would never be consummated. Now I am back in my jail again. And I wonder if my interview with Truck, the controller, ever happened. Or am I still condemned to death?
1: Give
4: us five minutes, guard. Then come to let me out. Milada... Yes, Garth
2: What brings you here? You You've been a long time coming
4: I could not arrange it before
2: Then why now? When it is too late for us
4: I want to make sure you don't do anything foolish
2: Such as?
4: Are you going to Earth?
2: I suppose so Why not? It's better than automatic elimination.
4: It's better than everything we might have hoped for. If you are successful, you'll be back where you belong. With all that has been taken away from you.
2: Not quite all. I still have lost you.
4: No. Not if you succeed. I will be waiting. Waiting?
2: When you belong to truck
4: Only for so long as he can hold me.
2: You've come here to tell me that I can win you back.
4: I've come here to tell you that you must, must take this trip and this chance so you may possess me.
2: You realize my return is a chance in a million.
4: If you return to me, both of us will be free to accept each other again. I promise you.
2: Then I'll go. And I promise you, I will come back. So many things circling through my mind. Irrational hopes that were no part of my training, but which were the flaws in me that had brought me such desperate times. It wasn't long before my ship had been fitted out and Trock delivered it to me with my orders. You are satisfied with your craft? Well, it's going to take me days to check it out completely. There isn't time for that. You realize what the chances are of my accomplishing this mission I'm being sent on? If anyone can, I'm sure it will be you. Uh, I would be flattered if I could be sure this isn't a convenient way of solving all your problems and getting rid of me with honor. it's a chance you take. But the prize is worth all the danger. What prize? I should rather have said prizes. If you succeed, no one can keep you from the throne. You will be the next high one. And your throne will be shared by your queen, Milada. Milada. Because of her, I will believe. I'm ready to risk everything. Then let us tempt fate no longer, since the die is cast. The die is cast... I only wish I had made the rule. On the reach of Kronach's gravity belt, I have no choice of direction. It is too late to abort. I have a gnawing feeling that even once I reach orbit, I will still have no control. Now I am in free fall. I activate my power sources. Everything surges into life, lifting me out of orbit, flinging me across the universe towards the black hole and the time fold. I must find before I am sucked into its maw. I am all conscious of the whirling vortex of the black hole, the entrance to nothingness and the end of all being that is sucking me towards it. I must take steps to cut my motors. I cannot not turn them off. I have been betrayed. Frantically, I manipulate the transmission screen. I can raise no picture. At last, I depend on audio only. Goth Victor to control. Do you read me? Garth Victor to control. Do you read me? I read you, Garth Victor. Talk. What are you doing in control? I have
1: been sitting
2: here expecting your call. You sent me on this journey, knowing I'd never come back.
1: Beauty, that's charged.
2: The most convenient way to dispose of me without embarrassment.
1: Absolutely. You must realize what a danger you were to us all. You were something of a national hero to an uneasy populace. So the only way to dispose of you successfully
2: allow you a hero death. I swear to you one thing. If I can save my neck, the first thing I will do is have yours. Good luck, Captain Victor. But I'm afraid you have none left. I have been tricked. Flung out of orbit with my steering mechanism inoperable. I am headed for the terror of the void. The nothingness The end of being. And I am helpless to save myself from being lost in the night of forever.
0: We sit in our armchairs, shaken by the strange and not fully understood forces that have Garth Victor in their power. Can we even begin to imagine how horrendous the conception of a hole in the universe could be a bottomless pit that could swallow us all, drag us down to a hell only dimly imagined by even as great a poet as Dante. I shall return shortly for that too. All hope abandon, ye who enter here. Seven of the most terrible words ever written. The legend that Dante read inscribed above the gate to hell. Yet how much more terrible is the gate that Garth is about to be sucked into? For this is the drain of all the universes. The sinkhole to oblivion. The black hole. Locked in a spacecraft hurtling at full speed. Directing him to disaster. All hope should already have been abandoned except...
2: There must be something I can do. But what? The suction of the vortex gives me no chance of escape. If I could somehow cut my power, not altogether, but on the starboard side, then my propulsion might veer me far enough to the right for me to reach the time fold and escape to the Earth galaxy. But how? Use my disintegrator gun to blow up one half of my motors and see what happens. revolving like a top, out of control. I've been coming up on the coordinates for the time fold, but I don't know if at this aspect I can find the window. This may be the end of it all.
4: Denying your own daughter you know i'd as soon deny my own name all right commodore will you turn off that stupid radio just waiting to check the weather report the devil with it wait a minute commodore for what stack your pole and come on up here to the bridge there's something you ought to get a gander at i'm on my way one favor deserves another there goes your radio ah thanks a lot Now, what else do you have to screw up your old man's day of fishing? Here, take the glasses. Yeah. Here. Uh, See, uh, about six points off the starboard bow. You make it? Yeah. What is it? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. By me, it's a UFO. It's like nothing
2: I ever saw. (gasps) Wait a minute. It's in trouble. Yes, I I can see. It's out of control. It's going to crash. Where? Where? Hard to tell the way it's flip-floppy, but near enough so we can attempt to rescue...
1: Oh, no! What is it? He's headed straight for the drink. He can't pull out. I wonder if anyone's a
2: I broke through the time fold and away from the black hole. I recall entering Earth's galaxy within the pull of that planet's gravity and my spacecraft still out of control. Vaguely, I remember the turning... Twisting, toppling descent, and my last desperate effort to wrench the heat shield into line by blowing out my remaining power. After that, everything was blackness.
4: Easy. Take it uh. easy. You're all right.
2: Uh, you better let me pin him down, Pat. Uh. No telling what he may be like when he comes
4: out of it. Oh, I don't think we'll have any trouble with him. Uh-huh. How do you know? This is someone from another world. If he is, he's not much different from us. Oh, oh, oh hold it, hold it. He's coming too. Uh,
1: where,
2: where am I? About 60 miles southwest of the Florida Keys, aboard the Mavornine. Uh, Mavornine. My fishing cruiser, 48 footer. Oh, a
4: sea craft. We call it a boat. We? Uh, My father and I. Yeah, Americans. Citizens of the world. But
2: the Florida Keys? Yeah, a, a
4: part of America. The United States. A part of the world. The planet we call Earth. Ah. So I am on Earth. But... But what?
2: Forgive me, I must... I must find myself again in meditation I cannot say, say, anymore. I need time to find myself. I must put my mind into a controlled track, allowing my thoughts to regroup, listening for any messages from beyond. But as I lay in trance, another part of me hears the sound of the Earth people's voices.
4: You really believe he's from another world? Where else? You saw that craft he was flying? He, he speaks English. He he doesn't seem alien in any if, sense. If there's anything at all we should have
2: learned from the past 200 years, it's that nobody is an alien.
4: Oh, you're right. It's just... Just what, Pat? Uh, I wouldn't want to think of this one taking off and disappearing. Huh? What are you saying? I don't know exactly. It's, it's strange. Never happened to me before. I just have a hunch I found what I've been looking for
2: I could hear them talking but the words didn't make much sense I was still disoriented from that scrambling twisting, spinning fall out of the sky I must have drifted away because when I returned to consciousness I was lying in a bed with clean, crisp sheets and the woman was sitting by me
4: How do you feel? All right, who? Uh, i I'm, I'm Pat McBlade. my father and I fished you out of the drink after you crashed.
2: My craft
4: mm, a wipeout must have sunk like a stone. you hungry? yeah, I, I brought you some food.
2: No, a little thirsty.
4: Okay, here, try this.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. it's good.
4: what is it? Orange juice <laughs> you, you don't know is
2: orange juice. We don't have it where I come from.
4: Where do you come from?
2: I, um... Excuse me, I find it hard to... uh, To think. I, I, I must rest. I had to be careful. I was an enemy in a strange land. My impulse was to talk to this woman goddess... More beautiful than any female I'd ever known with her long, curling, burnished hair and the gray-green eyes such as I have never seen among my people. But I still had no way to explain my strange arrival out of the blue. It was the man who made it possible for me to continue my assignment without revealing the whole truth. Ready to talk about yourself now? Uh, no. All right. Now talk about me. Patrick McGlade great Enterprises. Oil rigs, offshore drilling, ships, heavy goods, but most of all, aeronautics. Every phase, ground to air, and every kind of air-powered vehicle. But I never did see one like the one you dumped in three-mile-deep waters, so we can't recover it. What was it? Uh, just a simple scouting craft. Interplanetary? All right, let's put it on the table. Uh, what's your name? Garth. That all of it? Yes. Oh, you mean my, uh, my designate. Victor. What does designate mean? Oh, what I do. Explorer. Uh, what I'm programmed for. Is it not that way here? No. We're free men. We program ourselves. You are permitted... It took us a couple of centuries of trying to destroy this globe to wake up. Then, instead of fighting ourselves, we got together with the world government and learned to live in peace. I ought to turn you over to the authorities, you know. You are technically an invader of our planet. Please, don't do that. Why not? Just give me one good reason. At least, tell me how you got here and from where. I'm from another universe. A planet beyond your galaxy called Kronik. I, uh... I came here by accident. Coming through a time fold, I lost control of my craft. Only because it had been sabotaged. You were flying a machine capable of intergalactic flight? I was. I have been flying them all my life. Oh, that's too bad it was lost. Hmm, I can echo that. Now I can't get back to my own planet. Oh, there might be a way. How? Suppose I were to give you the facilities, could you give me blueprints of that machine? Well, I'm not an engineer or a draftsman, but I can do just as well. Give me the materials and I'll build you an even better machine. Would it use nuclear energy? What's the power source? It would run on the power from your sun or from any hot star in combination with magnetic fields. Son, you have yourself a deal. You build me a prototype and I'll keep your arrival here a secret. I've checked it out. There's no record of your crash. How soon do we start? (laughs) Like I do everything. Yesterday, we're already on our way. He was as good as his word. We flew in one of Earth's primitive jet planes to a place called Texas. And I went to work constructing the prototype of the spacecraft that Patrick McGlade hoped to convince his world government would eventually provide his weak planet with an umbrella to protect them. He didn't suspect that in using me, I was using him. Earth would never get the craft. I was building it to take me home. Home? Yes. Even after what Truck had done to me. And Milada, I was conditioned to belong to Kronik. And I knew I could go back a hero to lead my planet to the conquest of Earth and the destruction of its soft people, so that my countrymen, the super race, could continue to rule the
0: universe. So here we have a curious triangle. Patrick McGlade, millionaire world mover, obsessed with the greatest deal of his life, a deal to leave the world safe for his daughter. Patricia McGlade, the daughter, the poor little rich girl who at last has found the mate of her choice. And Victor Garth, the man who could be human except for his carefully trained, conditioned reflexes. I shall return shortly with Act Three. Months have passed, bringing us into the year 2280. In this time, the three members of our special triangle have achieved an easy surface familiarity with each other, but the only deep ties that are reciprocal are between father and daughter. Till the birth of a new factor in their relationship, another lady, a spacecraft, SPEMFA one, solar powered. Electromagnetic field aircraft. The first of her kind.
2: It has all seemed endless, building. Up. But the last rivets are being driven home. And at last my escape from prison is about ready. Except that it will not be easy. This year has forged other shackles which are as hard to escape from as the ones fashioned of steel.
4: So what do you think of her, Pat? Oh, she's a winner, Commodore. What'd you say? A winner? That, too, I'm sure, but I said a winner, one of a kind, like the man who built her.
2: She's only one of a fleet your father plans to convince the world government to build.
4: My father? Don't you uh plan to be here to help him? Now come on, Pat. That's
2: up to Garth. He might want to go home.
4: How? Number
2: one off the assembly line is his to do what he wants with.
4: You got a girl waiting for you in chronic, Garth?
2: You know space pilots, a girl in every planet.
4: Really? Does that qualify me for right here on Earth?
2: Mm. I wish I could feel I could even begin to measure up.
4: Why, Garth, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Any, um, chance we could get out of this kettle factory and pursue that thought over a drink?
2: Well, your father, I have some things to... No, Garth. Everything's done here, but that special radio equipment you wanted to install, why don't you take the rest of the day off? No, I, I don't think so. But I might pick up those components. They're there at the airport. We've got a car outside?
4: Oh, well, I'll drive you off on the way home if you like.
2: Hmm. If I like How could I refuse? I hadn't seen very much of Patricia in the year I'd spent on Earth. I'd been too preoccupied with getting the aircraft built. And she was a free-swinging girl who followed the sun and her own social set. I was just as glad. She disturbed me. Interfered with the simple beauty of my master plan. I couldn't define my thoughts as I examined her... Hair streaming in the wind as we drove in the clumsy, rudimentary machine Earth people called an automobile.
4: You realize this is the first time I've seen you in three months. Is it? Obviously. Or why would I mention it?
1: Mm,
2: I was wondering that myself.
4: Do you know you're a well, the politest word I can think of is a heel. But what, what, what do the girls in Chronic do? Let you trample them? Just come whenever you whistle?
2: I don't understand.
4: Well, maybe I'll just test that out. Now, let's get right down to cases. I may not have been around much, but I've kept tabs on you. You're either a workaholic or an automaton. Hey, don't you like girls? Like? Or maybe even love. That's what man and woman is about, isn't it?
2: Not on chronic.
4: Come on. Don't you reproduce? Hmm?
2: Oh, uh, yes, of course. Well, the workforce must be replenished. Why should I...
4: Mm -hmm. What are you doing? I'm conducting an experiment. This is known as a... mm -hmm, Kiss. Hmm. How did that grab
2: you? I don't know what you're saying. Uh, But I'd like to try that again. Come here, Pat. I thought you'd never ask me. In retrospect, what happened between Pat and me was something I now realized I'd been trying to avoid ever since I met her. But pleasurable as my contact with her was, it only served to strengthen my determination to do what I had to do. If you could have had your way, I would be, Truck. But I assure you, I'm not. I'm very much alive. Where? Where? are you? On the planet Earth. How
1: did you get there?
2: That's a long story which we'll keep. What's important at the moment is that I'm planning to return to Kronik. With all the information we need for the invasion of Earth. Can we invade Earth? Not only can, but must before they wake up and arm themselves.
1: Then you must lead us there. You're the
2: only one who knows the way. I shall start off for Kronik tonight. When I pass through the time fold twelve hours later I will be a thousand years older and back in your time frame. And still I will reach you within twenty-four hours. I want Milada to be waiting for me. I'll do better than that. Cross the time frame and I shall be waiting for you with our fleet.
1: We will return immediately and make earth ours. Then you can return as a conquering hero. Very well.
2: I will leave this minute before they can discover me. I'm on my way.
4: Leave for where, Garth? Pat! Were you really planning to run out on us?
2: You should be careful of that gun. It's lethal.
4: I should have been careful of you. You are, too.
2: Give it to me. You wouldn't use it on me.
4: I think I might. Then turn it on myself. Why? Because I can't reach you to tell you how much I love you. We call it a communications gap. (laughs) Isn't that a laugh? That there is no communication between lovers.
2: I don't know what you mean.
4: That's the whole problem, Garth. You walk like a man. You look like a man. You talk like a man. But you are not human. You have no feelings. You might as well be a robot.
2: I am what I was shaped. I might want to change,
4: but I can't. That's the tragedy of it all. And why I have to kill you before you kill us all. Forgive me, Garth. It all might have been so beautiful.
1: Look out. Why? Oh, you, you tricked me. You...
4: Pat It's all right My own fault If I couldn't have you I'm just as well off
1: Dead
3: No No
2: I never wanted it like this Now I have to get out Clark, What in the same Hill's is going on there? Stay out of here Commodore You can't stop me. Where do you think you're going? Back where I belong. No, not on this ship, boy. Over my dead body. If that's the way you want it, that's the way it'll be. What have you done with Pat? Where is she? Oh! No. I didn't mean it. It just... happened. Unless you want to go the same way, this is your last chance to get off. Only one of us will ever leave this ship alive. And it won't be you. You've had your choice. Sit down and don't move till I get her in orbit. Under the crushing pressure of the takeoff, both McLean and I were frozen in our seats. On the floor, huddled in a corner, Pat's limp body lay like a tossed-aside rag. Looking at it, some wave surged up in me, and then before I could understand what it was, the instruments demanded my attention. I forgot everything until we were beyond the gravity belt. And I could cut in the engines. Why did you kill her? I didn't mean to. The time wore an excuse. She loved you beyond anything. Even me. What a waste. Don't come near me. I wouldn't want to. I can find my own death. With honor. With honor. Just give me leave to take my daughter with me. How? In my arms, through the compression lock, and out forever into space. It solved a problem for me without demanding further action. I let him lift her tenderly and carry her through the inside door. I closed it behind him in relief and then activated the outside door. His body fell away into space, drifting, still dragged by the last vestiges of Earth's gravity. But by some accident, it was not the same with Pat. Some freak of fate allowed her clothing to become entangled in a forward vein. And suddenly, she was floating beside the cockpit window, her wide, gray-green eyes staring at me accusingly. Phantom witness to my treachery. With a wrench, I tore my eyes from her and concentrated on bursting through the window of the time fold back to my own world. This is
1: Truck, the controller of Ducat Victor. We have you in view. Repeat. You have broken out of the time fold to starboard of the black hole. This is Truck. We have you in view.
2: I hear Truck's voice. I see the battle fleet in formation waiting for me to lead it to Earth's destruction. But they are as far away as a dream. What is close to me is the wide gray eyes that hold my gaze beyond the cockpit window. And a voice that is reaching for me from beyond the spheres.
1: You walk like a man.
4: You look
1: like
4: a man. You talk like a man. But you're not human, guys.
2: I am what I was shaped. I might want to change, but I can't.
1: Why? It might have been so beautiful if you could only have accepted love.
2: I don't know what it is.
1: Then you will never know peace. There are two kinds of people in the universe, God. The killers and the victims. But if there were no killers... What a lovely world it might be. Then at last, we might all find peace. Even you,
2: my darling. Even you, my darling. Even you. Whatever has held her to the ship let go, and I see her snatched away, twisting and turning and swallowed up in the whirlwinds that reach hungrily from the black hole. And at the same moment... I hear Troc again. This is Troc to Garth Victor. Are you ready to lead us through the time forward so we may destroy Earth? And suddenly it is blindingly clear. I know what I have to do. I am no longer a cipher. Pat has given me the strength to become a man. This is Garth to control a Troc and the Chronic Fleet. I am ready to lead you, but we do not take the time fold. Oh, God. The most direct route is through the black hole. The
1: black hole? You
2: must be mad. No, Trock. Believe me, I was never more sane in my life. It's the high road to the last best destiny for all of us. Follow me. I bang and head for the threatening vortex. Only now, it seems to me like a welcoming gate. In no time, the winds themselves are stronger than my engines, and my ship is caught up in a mad, helical swirl that spirals me down, down forever into the blankness of nothing. Behind me, the fleet comes, caught one by one, and doomed to final destruction as I am. Except that far below, through the buffeting winds, I can see my beloved's face. Pat, the woman and the partner I know at last, can make me whole. And I know that with the planet Earth's peace, I have bought my own. And whatever fate waits for me, I am coming home. At last.
0: A strange and disturbing story. And a far journey for all of us, beyond familiar stars and back again to the depths of the void. Isn't it nice our thrills were only vicarious? And at the end, we can wake up in our own armchairs to a warm familiar world. I'll be back shortly. Sometimes I take the notion to oil my door, but then I wonder, if it were not for that strange eldritch screech as it opens, would all of you come knocking on it? Without the promise of the bizarre, the sometimes terrifying that its challenging voice offers you? Besides, I have oiled it. But it murmurs just the same. Or cries, if that's how it sounds to you. So, who am I to tamper with the unaccountable? Our cast included Tony Roberts, Carol Titel, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown preview of our next tale. He died a few years
3: back, but he claimed to have established direct communication with the spiritual world. How did he do that? Through the opening of his spiritual senses. And you? Well, can you? Has that happened to you? (laughs) Of course not. It didn't happen to Swedenborg until he was 57 years of age, but it might happen, or, or something very like it might happen to me, if only... What? Gottfried, if only what? If only I could escape. Escape whom? Escape what? An evil influence, Carl. It hangs over me night and day. Oh, how can you say such things? Because I know them to be true. There is an evil genius, a vile spirit, whose sole intent is to ensnare me and to ensure my damnation.